blessed today. Merdeka. Merdeka. Uh, so we are praising the goodness of the Lord because Indonesia is now independent for 70, 77 years. Amen, somebody. So to celebrate with my Indonesian family, uh, I'm wearing a batik that is representing the colors of this beautiful country. Believe me, God is good. God is amazing. God is awesome. And you got to praise him for everything that you have in your life. We are in this series called What's Next? Discerning God's leading for your life. Do you know that the one question that people have, the greatest question that people have, is not how to pray more. It's not how to understand Bible doctrine more. It's not how to give more. The greatest question that people have is, Lord, what do you want me to do? We are always asking God for direction. We want him to show the way. And so in this series, that's what I'm trying to help you do. How do you know what God is telling you to do? What are the signs you should look for so you can be confident that God is leading my life? So what I've been telling you is, are you qualified for next? That's what we talked about two weeks ago. In other words, you want the next opportunity. You want the next relationship. You want the next promotion. You want the next, the next place to live. The question is, are you qualified for that? Because you might want that, but are you ready for it? Do you have the maturity for that? Do you have the resources for that? Last week, we understood that once you have answered the question, are you qualified for next, you must cross over. Brother, brother, brother Mike, Dr. Mike, you cannot cross over without clearing obstacles and objections. And what we learned is that sometimes God needs you to cross over even if you don't feel like it. Even if it doesn't look like plan. Even if it's not according to your timing. So I was in Joshua for those two sermons, and today I'm also going to be in Joshua. We looked at Joshua chapter 1 and 2 verse number 5. Today I want us to look at Joshua chapter 1 verses 6 to 9. Please take a, your copy of God's word and slide or flip to Joshua chapter 1. And I want you to join me and meet me in verse number 6 and kindly stand for the reading of the scripture. Joshua chapter 1 and verse number 6. Please join me as we read God's word together. And when you got it, say, Pastor, I got it. Uh, this side is ready. I don't know about this side. You guys are ready? Okay, that side is ready. What about you guys? You got it. All right, Dr. Mike, I, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. So, in verse number 6, this is what it says. Be strong and courageous. And that's the message somebody needs today. Be strong and courageous. And notice, notice what God is saying to Joshua, the reason to be strong and courageous. For you shall cause these people to inherit the land that I swore to your fathers to give to them. Elder evil, God has given you a cause. You are the cause for somebody's life. You are the cause to help somebody inherit God's blessings in their life. Are you ready for that? So God says, be strong. Verse number seven. Again, God is doubling down on the message. Only be strong and very courageous. Being careful to do according to all that all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Watch this now. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. For somebody, if you're looking for success today, this is the secret. Right here in this verse. Notice in verse number 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, 
And then you will have good success. Mm. I know some of you want success. I hope you're listening to the word of God today. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. And so as I was thinking about these words, the Lord impressed me to tell you the one thing next requires. The one thing next requires. Let us pray. Father God, I pray that you would, you would do you to help me do me so that it may be to your glory and your honor. Somebody is desperate for a message from you. Shoot, I'm desperate myself. Please, Lord, may you translate yourself into me so that you can impact somebody who is standing and listening to me right now. We pray for your spirit and we pray for your power. In Jesus' mighty name, I humbly pray. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> when we think next, we automatically think success. No one says I do to say I don't. No one gets hired to get fired. No one joins a group to unjoin the group. No one starts a speech to stutter. No one starts a partnership to part ways. Whenever we are thinking about next, whatever next is for you, whatever next looks like for you, you are telling yourself, I'm going to do it different. I'm going to be better. I'm going to succeed. Amen, somebody. Who wants to fail again? Brother Gusto. Sister Monica. Nobody wants to do that. I tell you of Ellie Diop. Ellie Diop. A single mother of four. Her husband left her in the pandemic with four kids. She was living in Houston, Texas. She couldn't support herself. So she decided to take herself, her four kids, five luggages, two babies on a stroller, got on a plane flying to L.A. by herself. She's at the airport struggling to feed the babies that are on the stroller. She's at the airport struggling to move the luggages because her kids are still very, very small. But she gets to her mother's house in L.A., she buys a phone and she starts to make Instagram videos. And today, Ellie Diop is a millionaire. And you can find her at the handle, Ellie Talks Money. And she has succeeded. And I know that somebody today wants to succeed like that. You have failed. You have been disappointed. It has been disastrous. But you're saying to yourself, I will succeed. I will make it. I will not go through that again. That is the last time. That they will play me. That is the last time I'm going to make that bad investment. Oh yeah, this time around. Mm -mm. I'm the new me. I'm grown. I'm different. I have learned about it. I know you want to succeed and I'm happy for you. But have you asked yourself. What God thinks about your desire for success. Have you asked yourself. What will give. What, what will make God give you a thumbs up. Have you asked yourself. What will make you get into the Guinness book of record in God's eyes. Have you asked yourself. What will give you a personal best in God's eyes. Have you asked yourself. What will give you an A in God's great book. Have you asked yourself, God, I want to succeed. I want to make money. I want to have a family. I want to travel places. But what do you think is the best approach for that? You see, listen to this. Our definition of success and God's definition of success are like LPG gas compared to Nasi Uruk. In other words, how we define success and how we de God defines success are two different things. And in case you think I'm blowing smoke, allow me 
Brother Adriel, to give a little, a little Bible text to what I'm trying to tell you. God tells Joshua, only be strong and very courageous. Being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left. Watch this, Elder Revo, that you may have good success wherever you go. <laughs> so God is telling Joshua, Joshua, I have a success plan. I have a way you can get an A from me. I have a way you can get a thumbs up from me. That way is on Jalan all that Moses commanded. That way is on the street that Moses pointed out. And you must walk on that path. You must be on that path. There is no Lewat Kiri. There is no Lewat Kanan. There is no Belo Kiri. There is no Belo Kanan. No, no, no. Rurus Aja. Straight ahead. One step at a time. According to everything, Moses, my servant, commanded you. Everything you do should be done According to what Moses said. So here it is. A simple statement. You can take this one to the back, Sister Tabby. God defines success based on how well a person will stay on the path God shows. Sometimes I follow the path of ordering a grab. Sister Audrey, this is the path. Put money in the app. Once the money is in the app, you need to identify the starting point and then the ending point. And it's going to show you the price. And then you have to decide, is the price good enough for me or am I going to find a promo? If there's no promo, well, <laughs> that's a problemo. <laughs> But then once you have done that path, the last path is to press order now. Mm. And when you order now, it starts to look for your grab cars. And it looks, and it looks, sometimes the path is so straight that you get the, the, the grab right away. In fact, it's like the grab was sleeping by your house. But sometimes you get the message, drivers are busy. Especially when it's raining in Jakarta. <laughs> And at certain seasons, it's hard to find a grab. And then sometimes, the grab car will confirm, but then the grab car will realize it is Ganjil Ganap, and his car does not match Ganjil Ganap, and therefore he has to cancel. Are you following what I'm saying? So you and I can follow certain paths of success. We can follow certain strategies. We can do certain hacks and tactics but they may still fail us. We may still not succeed. But allow me to tell you today, based upon the word of God, when you do what God says, when you walk on his path, success is guaranteed. You are not going to fail. So I'm talking to all failures in the house. Yes, you have failed. It hasn't worked out. And it's not because you didn't try good. It's not because you are not smart. But perhaps you might need to try God's way. Perhaps it's time to try your job God's way. Perhaps it's time to try the relationship God's way. Perhaps it's time to try the, the, the difficult situation in the family God's way. Perhaps it's time to try the investment God's way. And if you do it God's way and if it doesn't work out, you can come back to me. But I know you won't come back because when God gives success, it's success. So Moses is told, or Joshua is told, Sister Audrey, he must do everything according to the law of Moses. And he must follow the book of the law. God is telling Joshua, Joshua, 
It cannot be by how you feel. It cannot be by what your family thinks. In fact, it cannot be what you think. It cannot be because of what you read on Instagram. It cannot be because of what you saw somebody else driving. It cannot be because of what you saw Pastor Henry wear at church. It cannot be because of what you read in a self-help book. It cannot be by that. It must be by the book of the law. And it must be according to everything I commanded Moses. There is a standard. There is a, there is a criteria, Joshua, you must go by. And so here it is for somebody who is trying to do it another way. Success is not achieved on feelings, family, or friends. It is achieved on following the instructions of God. Okay, amens have died out. So you're like, Pastor, you're really getting into my system. That's the point. That's why you're here to hear a sermon. You're supposed to be uncomfortable. You're not supposed to like everything. Amen, somebody. You are supposed to feel uncomfortable. That's the point. Because sometimes it is discomfort that moves you on the direction you need to go. So please understand that too many of us are listening to the wrong voices. We, they may be the right voices. They, they may be the people we love. They may be the friends we hang out with. But if they're not God, they're always supposed to be secondary. So God tells Joshua, you must live according to everything that I commanded Moses. And the word, Sister Deborah, she's my new friend. Welcome to JCC. The word Joshua chooses is Torah in Hebrew. Though it's translated law, but this word has a little bit of, uh, I can say, uh, Brother Jeff, it has a lot of uh, air miles. It's a big word. It's, it's, a, it's a big concept. And it literally means like this. Instruction. Decision, direction, established particular instruction or rule. The Jews classify Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy as the Torah. The Torah includes the story of the fall. In the Torah, they learn that a man called Abraham lied about his wife Sarah. In the Torah, they learned that there was a man called Jacob. He was willing to give away his daughter because he didn't want to fight. In the Torah, they learned that Joseph was, stoned, well, was sold as a slave. In the Torah, they learned that these people are in Israel, in Egypt for 400 years, and God has to rescue them out. In the Torah, they learned that God has a sanctuary. His presence can be among people, even though they are sinful. In the Torah, they learned about a man called Balaam, who was preaching for money. In the Torah, they learned that there are these Moabites that are leading the people astray. And then in the Torah, they learned that had it not been for faithlessness, the people would have made it into the promised land in 11 days. So in the Torah, God gave instruction. In the Torah, God gave direction. In the Torah, God gave people the ability to make uh, particular decisions. In the Torah, God gave particular directions. He says, you know what? If you're angry, do it like this. If your brother has stolen your money, do it like that. If you want to get close to me, do it like that. And so right here, what God is telling Joshua, Joshua, please live your life based on all of that. If you do that, Joshua, you'll be safe. So what God is telling Joshua is, Joshua, live on instruction. Hey, those amens are, they're anemic. It's like your amens have COVID-19 today. They are hard to come out. God is telling Joshua, Joshua, do not live on instinct. It cannot be intuition that you live by. Some of us have intuition. I know, ladies, you're blessed with intuition. You feel it. So then you do it. You know what I mean? You, you feel it. And praise the Lord for women because women are a blessing from God. You're able to think and you, your emotions can go in so many places because you think, you think in 3D. That, that's beautiful. But God is saying you can't live on intuition. God is telling Joshua, Joshua, you cannot live on restriction. It's not about what you restrict yourself from, what you will not do. 
you must live on instruction. Joshua, it cannot be by recommendations. It's not about what people are recommending you to, what movies you should watch, what promotions you should buy. It cannot be by that. Joshua, your life must be lived on instruction. Even if the instruction is against your intuition, even if your, the instruction is against your restrictions, even if the instruction is against your decision. What matters more to you and your success is not what you think, Joshua. It's what I think about you and about your life. And somebody is, is, is thinking like, Pastor, is that for real? Yes, it is for real. Because God knows the end from the beginning. And he also knows the middle. He knows when you were born and he knows when you're going to die. <laughs> he, he knows how it's going to play out at home. He knows what's going to happen when you make that decision to study. He knows what's going to happen if you decide to go and live in South America. He knows what's going to happen when you decide to have the child. And therefore, he says, my son, my daughter, whom I love, whom I gave my own son for you. Can you listen to what I've got to tell you? Because if you do it, you're going to succeed. You're not going to fail. So let me, let me bring our sermon to really what I'm trying to tell you, you see, the one thing Ness requires is a life built on God's instructions. So, when I bought my, my pencil for my iPad, okay, I'll be honest, um, I, I, I never read the instructions. I was looking for an illustration for this sermon. So the, the, the thought sparked. And uh, two, two, two days ago, I, I actually opened up the box. Just to check if it has instructions in how to use the iPad pencil. So I went in there. Watch this. And I found that there are instructions in the box. And I started to read instructions right here. One of the instructions is on safety and handling. This is what it says according to the instructions. It says, keep the tip of the apple pencil clean. As dirt and other small particles may cause excessive wear to, to the tip or damage on the screen. I also read, it has instructions on ergonomics. Some of us are into ergonomics. We, we are into good posture. You know, we, we want to, you know, our hands to be good. There's an instruction on ergonomics, you know. Watch this. It says, when using Apple Pencil... It's important to find a comfortable posture, change position often, and take frequent breaks. I can safely say that for three years, the Apple Pencil is still working, even though I did not know the instructions. But praise the Lord that there were instructions, and I read them. And even though I did not read them, but I was still kind of doing it, my Apple Pencil still works. I don't know if you hear me today. Whatever next is for you, wherever you're going to next, I don't know. That's between you and God. But please go into next, following clear instructions from God. Not what you feel, not what you think, not who has told you what, but is that God telling you? And I want you to understand, every area of your life, whether it be money, whether it be health, whether it be relationships, God has an instruction. And all you and I have to do is to get it out and read it and follow it. Success. Amen, somebody. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of failing. I don't know about you, I'm tired of being disappointed. I don't know about you, I'm tired of having long nights, crying to myself. I want to succeed. I want to be good. I want to be happy. And God has told me, Henry, your life has to be on instructions. 
live for me. What am I saying about your preaching? What am I saying about your relationship? What am I saying about your health? What am I saying about your money? Do that. Joshua was told to live on instruction. But you cannot live on instruction if you do not know the instructions. Just a sharing. So, so watch this. God tells, forgive me. I'm, I'm so excited about the illustration, so I'll slow down. Let me go to the text. God tells me, Joshua, only be strong and very courageous. Being careful to do according to all the law. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. I messed up. Forgive me. I want to read verse number eight. Is that all right? <laughs> That's not the verse I want to read. Let me read verse number eight. Praise the Lord. I put it in another slide. I want you to see what God tells Moses, uh, Joshua. This book of the law, please pay attention. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Some of us gossip cannot depart of our mouth. Some of us is gum. <laughs> Some of us is uh, ketoprak. <clears throat> but God is saying, Joshua, Joshua, the one thing that's always got to be in your mouth. Not magnum ice cream. <laughs> not croissants. <laughs> Not uh, Esboa. The one thing that cannot depart of your mouth is this book of the law. And you shall meditate on it day and night. So he's telling Joshua, Joshua, the instruction to, to be followed is important. But you cannot follow the instruction if the instruction is not in your mind. Mm. Can I come for you? God is telling Joshua, Joshua, it's not good for the instruction to be in your Bible app that you never open. It's not good for instruction to be in your Bible that has collected dust. It's not good for instruction to be on YouTube in a sermon that you never listened to. The instruction has to be meditated on. In other words, God is telling Joshua, Joshua, you have got to make effort to know the instruction. You have got to make the effort to open it up. I know work is important and you got to run. But please make time to open it up. <clears throat> I know you have a 9 a.m. appointment. And you must go and discuss the deal and the plan. <laughs> but please open it up. So God is saying, Joshua, Joshua, you have got to know it so well that it should be at the tip of your tongue. But some of us, on our tip of our tongue is the news. We know the stock market so well. You can explain the bull market and the bear market. I mean, man, some of you are amazed me. You know facts about the, the human body. You know how, how Instagram works. You know all the emojis. You know about reels. You, you, know, you know stuff. But let's talk about God's instruction. It's boring. Let's talk about God's instruction. I got no time. Let's talk about God's instruction. I don't know the Bible as well as a pastor. Okay, I know I, I don't know the Bible. You know. Let's talk about God's instruction. I... So God is telling Joshua, you must know it so well. And, and God used a very specific term. Watch this. When he says meditate, God is telling Joshua, you've got to growl. The, the term in Hebrew is to growl. That is what God is telling Joshua to do. 
Is God telling Joshua as he talks to his wife in the morning? <sighs> is God saying when you talk to your kids, Joshua? <laughs> no. God is telling Joshua, Joshua, you have got to put it on your, on your, on your, in your mouth. You have got to recite it. You have got to say it. You have got to write it down. So that when you're faced with the struggle, you don't face the struggle on your own. You have an instruction for me to deal with the situation. Mm. When destruction is coming your way, you have instruction to hit it with. <laughs> when you're being tempted, you know the verse to say. Huh? When you're being troubled, you know the verse to say. When you are stressed, you know how to handle it. When you don't know how it's going to go down, you know what God has said. And therefore, when you lean on what God has said, whatever is in front of you doesn't bother you as much because it's not you facing it. It is God's word facing it. And that is why Jesus was in the, the wilderness that day. The serpent came and he said, if you're the son of God, turn this stone into bread. Jesus says, uh-uh-uh, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every instruction that comes from the mouth of God. The devil took him up somewhere else, put him in a high place, and Jesus says, no, it is written that God, him alone, you shall serve. And so Jesus navigated. Jesus was able to slip off. I was about to take off my shirt, but I'm not going to do that. But Jesus was about to, to, he slipped out of temptation because he had instruction. He has something to help him out. You and I are struggling. I can't say no. You and I are struggling. Somebody wants me to sleep with him. You and I are struggling uh, to steal a little money. You and I are struggling to take care of our health. And at night, we, it's, it's a challenge. Uh, God knows that. <laughs> so he says, let, let me give you something to help you. To decide when the situation comes. So brother and sister. You and I need to start making investments a little bit differently. I know the movie is nice. I watch movies too. Amen somebody. Okay. No amens. Because you guys are trying to be good Adventists. This is alright. I watch movies. Sometimes. I like to run too. I like to be healthy. I'm interested in investing my money, the little that I have. I'm interested in having a house. You get what I mean? But you and I need to make our investments a little bit differently. We have got to invest more into our spiritual lives. This book we call the Bible, it needs to be our friend. I don't know when was the last time you touched it. I don't know when you read it. But Henry, to let you know that if you can put this in your system, your life will be a little bit different. Your decisions will look different. And your life will be different. If only we knew what God said on certain issues and certain decisions. Some of us will not be in so much pain today. Will not be in so much struggle today. And that's why God is trying to help Joshua. Joshua, I don't want you to ever get to that place where you're struggling, where you're sad, where you're disappointed, where you're resenting, where you're regretting. I want you to live a life that is full of victory, not a life that is perfect, not a life that is without struggle, but no, at least you understand that I'm walking with you and I'm living with you and I'm driving with you and I'm guiding with you. And there is somebody today who needs to be at that place where you're no longer living in disappointment you're no longer living in doubt you're no longer living in debt you're no longer living in disease and you're only going to get out of that place when you say God your word means something to me your word is going to be important to me I'm not going to live by these things anymore I'm going to live by your word there's another reason why God chose the word meditate. Because in the, in, in the Bible, the word meditate can rely or relate to people who are thinking evil things. 
Brother Gus, I'm coming for you, and I'm coming for me too. Sometimes I wake up in my mind, I wake up in the morning, and I have the most evil thought. Sometimes I wake up and I say, I'm just going to slap that person. I do that. (laughs) Okay? You guys are too holy today. That's fine. No problem. (laughs) Yes. I'll be straight with y'all. Sometimes I wake up and I feel certain urges in my body. (laughs) You feel me? Truth. Sometimes I have the temptation to lie. (laughs) And I'm thinking, okay, okay, how can I really spin this lie and make it so good? So God is telling Joshua, Joshua, if you meditate on the word, if you meditate on the word, it's going to take time away from your evil thoughts and allow you to think good thoughts. And that is why David could say, your word I have hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. David, thinking about the Lord is my shepherd, running around that the Lord is saying, he has no time to kill Saul. <laughs> if you and I can, 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 can keep those, those terms in, in our minds, uh, that God is love, uh, that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, uh, that temptation is common to everybody, you'll have no time to revenge against your mom or your dad. You'll have no time <laughs> to steal. You have no time for gossip. You feel me? So God is telling Joshua, Joshua, I want to protect you. And therefore this book of the law should not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate on it day and night, Joshua. Bagi malam. Bagi malam. Bagi malam. And you might be saying, Pastor, you know what? I feel like you, you are really blowing a lot of smoke about this whole instruction thing. Like, like what, what do you really mean about all of this? Uh, allow me just to break it down for you. I want you to concentrate on the word book. Notice what the text says. Uh, 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 notice what the text says. David prophesying about Jesus. Watch this. I come in the volume of the book. In the volume of the book, it is written of me. Let me go back. This book of the law. And then David says, I have come in the volume of the book. Mm. Mm -mm. I hope you're seeing it. And then Jesus himself declared, search the scriptures. For in them ye think you have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me. (laughs) God is telling Joshua, Joshua, the instruction is me. Mm. When you put the instruction in you, you are putting me in you. Ah. Church, you should have said amen. I know some of us want to be Jeff Bezos, like Jeff Bezos. We want to be, we want to be like Bill Gates. But we can't. Some of us want to be like our dear president, Jokowi. But we cannot. Some of us want to be a CEO, but we cannot. But God says, you can be me. You can talk like me. You can walk like me. You can decide like me. Your mind can be like me. If you put my instruction in in you, because the instruction is me. That is why the Bible says that Jesus is the word of God. He was in the beginning with God. He is the word of God made flesh. So he is saying to you and I, if you want to be more like Jesus, if you want to talk more like Jesus, if you want to live for Jesus, put it in your system. Don't try to be me because you never be. But you can be Jesus. Some of you people have said, you never be good for anything. You can look at them and say, you are lying to me because I can be like Jesus. Some of you say, people tell you, you are so mean. You can tell them, you are lying because I can be kind like Jesus. Mm. Some of you have been told, (laughs) you come from a place that we don't even want to mention. 
Your background is messed up. Your family background is not good. But you can tell them you're lying. Because even Jesus, they doubted his birth background. People didn't know where he came from. So it doesn't matter to me. I'm going to be like Jesus. Some of you have been told. And you feel like you can never overcome temptation. But you can tell temptation on those who are telling you that. No. For it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone. And you can overcome temptation like Jesus. So when you do not put God's instruction in your mind. In your heart. And in your life. You are denying the opportunity to be like God. You are denying the opportunity to be like Jesus. You are denying the opportunity to be the best version of yourself. It is time brother and sister for you and I. To be our best version of ourselves. And I'm not here offering you a gimmick. I'm not telling you you got to read a self-help book. I'm saying the word of God is the way. You will be like Jesus. You will grow like Jesus. Let me, put, let me tell you a story. As I'm getting to the end of what I'm trying to tell you. I grew up as a Seventh-day Adventist. My mom, my dad, my family, they went to church. I went to church too. But not one day in my life had I ever read the Bible for myself. Yeah, my, my dad did family worship and all that. But not day in my life I ever read the Bible for myself. Not one day. Not one day. At the age of 18... I graduate high school and I have beautiful plans to go to study in North Carolina. I was going to play football. I was going to party. I mean, I was going to party. I was going to party. And even at the time, true story, I, I was dating a girl. I told her, hey, I'm going to college. I don't think this is going to work out. I, I can't keep you and have fun in college. The plan to study in North Carolina didn't work out. I'd never been so disappointed in my life. Because I was going to play football. I was going to have fun. Enjoy life. This is happening in 2005, by the way, just to give you a timestamp. I go to church one Sabbath. The elder is standing at the, at the door, elder, one of the leaders, standing at the door, and they're offering a Bible reading plan. I took it out of respect. I took that Bible reading plan. It got lost in my mess. And the mother that I have, as crazy as she is, and as much as I love her, she came into my room. She said, Henry, in my house, you cannot live in a dirty home. You got to clean up your room. So I'm cleaning my room. And as I'm cleaning my room, I pull out my cupboard, and I saw the Bible reading plan. So I said to myself, I'm not going to school. Every day I play Xbox. I play NBA Live, I play NFL Madden, I'm playing all the video games, I watch movies all the time. I didn't care about anything else because I, 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 my dream was dead. So I said, let me start to read the Bible reading plan. I started reading the Bible in January of 2006. In May of 2006, I was baptized. In, in December of 2017, I'm a pastor in Indonesia. Instruction. Changed my life. It made me different. You are praying for change. You're dreaming for change. You want to be different. I offer you God's instruction. Just start taking it seriously. Just start living by it. Your life is going to be different. It's, it's, going, it's going to change. And, 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 and I, I want to, to just wrap it up on this as the guys are going to start to play very, very soon. You, you, you might be thinking to yourself, Pastor, you're challenging me. I have to live on God's instructions. But when I look at my life, it is so difficult. All the commands of God, I cannot do them. When, you, when, when the Bible says I should not be stressed, I'm always stressed. When the Bible says flee sexual morality, I cannot do that. When the Bible says I need to give my money, I'm failing to do that. When the Bible says be kind, I'm failing to do that. So, so, so where do I get the 
power. Where do I get the strength? And you might be tempted to think that it's going to come by your own strength. But allow me to help you to understand that it's not like that. In fact, three times in the text, God tells Joshua, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. God is saying, Joshua, you got to have willpower. And for some of us, we, we are living on willpower. We are trying to live on strength. We tell ourselves, I will do it. I will not watch anymore. And you may not watch a day, but two days later, you go back to it. You tell yourself, I will not go back, but you end up going back anyway. So willpower is not powerful enough. And I want you to understand that God is telling Joshua to be strong and courageous. He's saying show some will and power, but he's doing it. He's doing it helping Joshua to understand where the power is supposed to come from. Watch this. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. And in verse number 9, God tells him, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. God is telling Joshua, Joshua, you're not going to be strong and courageous because you have willpower. You're going to be strong and courageous because I will will it in you. I will help you. I will give you the grace. I will give you the strength. I will be the one working in you to do what I'm telling you to do. Amen, somebody? You can wrap it up on this. You can start to play. Allow me to paint a picture in your mind when I talk to you about letting God work in you. When you boil water, or let's say you want to cook nasi, whatever, uduk, mera, kuning, whatever you want to cook. You must turn on the stove. When you turn on the stove, depending on how high you turn the stove, it will determine how fast it cooks and how it boils. So you can have a little flame. It will cook slowly. But when you turn it more, <clears throat> it will burn brighter and brighter and bigger. The key is you got to turn so that you're going to open for more LPG to burn. You and I need to turn our heart so that more of God's power can come in. More of God's strength can come in. More of God's peace can come in. More of God's righteousness can come in. And the more you turn the knob, the more power God is going to give you. And the more strength he's going to give you. And therefore when God is telling you obey, you're going to obey. When he's telling you give, you're going to give. When he's telling you be faithful, you're going to be faithful. When he's telling you do it, you're going to do it. Because you are not going at it by your own strength. It is him working in you. And helping you to do of his good pleasure. Amen somebody. So today somebody needs to turn it up. To allow God to come in. So that you can live your life. Based on his instruction. So that wherever you're going next. I don't know where it is. But you're going there with God's power. And God's strength. Somebody saying pastor. I want to turn the knob. Next is facing me. But I need God's power. Please Lord. Help me to turn the knob. I want God in my heart. I want him to help me. Anybody like that. Alright. Turn the knob. We're turning it up today. I want to be more pointed. For someone, there is an instruction you know you're not doing. Today's time. Because you know you cannot succeed without living on the instruction. Perhaps it's letting go of some friends. Perhaps you need to unsubscribe to certain things. There's an instruction. You need to give more. Today's the day to start living by instruction.
Anybody who's saying, God, I want to live based on the instruction you're telling me to live by. Anybody? Mm. Every head is bowed, every set of eyes is closed as we pray. Mighty God, we want to live on instruction. I would like to ask you, Father, to help us out because we are weak. We're not strong enough, Lord, to do your will. We're not strong enough to do your instruction. We're asking you, Lord, to help us to turn the knob so that we can allow more of you to come into us. And there's a brother in the season of my voice today who is praying and asking you in a specific and special way to help them with a particular instruction. There is something they need to do that they're not doing. Something that they've been running away from. I'm asking you, Father, to help them. And somebody's heading into next today. I don't know what that looks like or what it sounds like, but Father, I pray that they go into it with you by them. Thank you, Father, for being faithful. Thank you, Father, for being merciful. This I humbly pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. You see, I know that that word spoke to you and it resonated with you at some point and you would like to respond to it. And I want to let you know that you can do that right now. Perhaps you want to do Bible studies to know more about Jesus Christ. Perhaps you want to be baptized. Perhaps you just want to recommit your life to Jesus. Please text us on the number on the screen. I'll be more than happy to respond to you and to your needs. May God bless you and take care of you. And I must see you very soon.